0: Live your life with purpose, change someone's life for the better, and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. Dan, Brian, and Terry are ready, so let's get started. Well, to say we are living in unprecedented times is certainly an understatement. As we see, the f- the world is filled with turmoil, so much confusion, doubt, and fear. And that is going to be the topic of today's edition of Finish Strong. I'm your host, Dan Wheeler. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Terry Steen and Brian Rowland, the co-founders of Fearless Faith. And before we get started, I just want to remind people, because uh, maybe you've been enjoying this podcast and you don't know about the reach of Fearless Faith Ministries. Guys, it's exciting because things are happening. Brian, we got some great news on our YouTube channel. Things seem to be exploding there, Mm -hmm. and people can find us just at Fearless Faith on YouTube. Tell us a little bit about
1: that. Yeah, on the YouTube channel that we have, you got all different types of um, playlists that you can go to. You You can go to them on knowledge, on salvation, on fear. You know on, on uh, inspiration encouragement uh, we have our morning cup of inspirations that are all there um, it grows monthly we're finding it's growing monthly with more people that are logging on to it that are subscribing to it it's free and so we just encourage everybody that can uh, that would like that can get to it and they can get to any topic they would want and you know
2: Brian the neat thing is is there's some people that are moving away from Facebook and that's always kind of been our foundational source mm-hmm. and and we're hearing more and more how it's, we're not coming up on their feed. And so wow, it's really easy just to go to YouTube and find us every day. And mm-hmm. even easier would be to go to our website and give us your address and we will send it to your inbox every Monday morning. So we want to make it as easy as possible for you to hear those morning cups in our podcast.
0: Yes, our website is at ffaith FFaith.org. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you can go there and you can order items. You can keep up with our Morning Cups of Inspiration, which we also do on Facebook at FFM60. And then we also have a great Instagram page that uh, Terry, uh, your wife Karen, is doing a fabulous Mm -hmm. job with. And we're seeing real growth there as well.
2: Yeah, thanks, Dan. She's enjoying doing that. That's its Fearless Faith Ministries. So if you go to Instagram, you can follow those daily thoughts as well. We Hope you'll check us out there. But today on this edition of Finish Strong,
0: we want to talk about what is going on in the world and in America. It seems like there are power struggles everywhere between the people and the governments. In America, we see efforts to divide us by our race, vaccine status, and our religious and political views. Many in the media and the political arena are stoking the flames of chaos and confusion in an attempt to make us live in fear. For well over a year and a half, the nightly news has broadcast the number of COVID cases and deaths constantly. Members of radical groups are committing violence as they scream for us to defund the police. It's crazy. In today's episode of Finish Strong, we're going to identify why there is so much confusion chaos and fear in the world and who is behind it. We will also share our personal experiences, and we're going to give you some practical ways to overcome it all. But Terry, I'm going to start with you. What, or should I say who, is really behind all of this confusion?
2: That's a great question, Dan. And, you know, first of all, let's just say one thing. Who is not behind it? God is not behind confusion. If you go to 1 Corinthians 14, 33, you'll read that God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. So if it's not God, who is it? Obviously, it's the devil. It's Satan. He's been at it for a long, long time. If you go back to the third chapter of Genesis, you'll read where Satan tried to confuse and put doubt in Eve's head when, when he said, did God really say you wouldn't die? And it's the same even today, isn't it? We all hear his voice sometimes saying, Do you really think you're good enough? Do you really think God will forgive you of your sins? So he's always trying to create the chaos. He's always trying to plant those seeds of doubt. And in Ephesians 6, it tells us, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of this dark age. So we know that that's where the battle is, don't we? We sure do. Brian?
1: Yeah, you know, Dan, uh, and with... Um, confusion brings fear. And that's the one thing we found when you said we were talking about the nightly news. It's now more editorial than it is news. People hear different things all the time. They don't know what to believe anymore. And it brings in fear. And it just reminds me of flying a plane through the clouds and through the fog. Uh, You don't know what's on the other side. So what do you have to do? You have to fly using instruments only. And when you're doing that, you're just, you're, you're using what you have in the plane to get you there. So I look at that as my equipment is my Bible. And as I go through my Bible, I, I, I grow my faith. And then I, I lean on God's promises. And that takes away from the fear and the confusion, because confusion is going to be there when you don't know what's in front of you. But when you have faith and you can believe in what you, um, your foundation and you believe in God's promises and you claim those, and that takes away the confusion.
0: I like your analogy to flying because, you know, sometimes when you take off, you're going through cloud cover and it's kind of bumpy and, and rough and you can't see your way. And then suddenly you're up above Mm-hmm. the clouds, and yeah. it's clear. And that's where we need to dwell right now. We need to get above all this. We need to give ab- get above the storm. And uh, speaking of storms, there's a great story in Matthew 8, verses 23 through 27, that talks about the disciples. It, it says in, in verse 23, And I'm reading from uh, my King James Version here. It says, When he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he says unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? And here's the cool part. Then he arose Rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? And you know, he can still calm the storms of confusion, of chaos, and fear today. And he can do that on a personal level in your mind and in your soul. Because guys, Satan attacks the mind. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. his battleground. That's what he did, uh, Terry. When you were talking about in Genesis three, he tried to create doubt in the mind of Eve. Did did God really say that? Did he really say you'll you'll die? He still does that to us. You don't, you know, you you can be as a God. Of course, he's talking about God with a little G, um, and and he likes to plant those questions. You know, can God really forgive you? But you know, Jesus came to destroy the works of Satan. And Terry, you mentioned, we know who's not behind it, but who is behind it is Satan. And so I've got to look up in my Bible here. I'm going to go to 1 John, not to be confused with the Gospel of John, but I'm going to chapter 3 of 1 John and verse 8. We read, He who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to
2: destroy the devil's work. Isn't that great, guys? He came to destroy that work of confusion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. And, of course, another thing he did when, when Jesus went up to heaven... He left us somebody, didn't he? He left us the Holy Spirit to help us. And that continues to destroy Satan. And we can continue to come against him through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, the the Holy Spirit's our helper. He gives us the strength we need and he gives us wisdom and discernment. You know, in in, uh, 2 Timothy uh, one seven, it says, for God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So, through the Holy Spirit, He can allow us to overcome that fear and to have discernment, and to uh, then enjoy the fruits of the Spirit, which are peace and joy. And that's what we can have as we sort through the chaos, as we sort through the clouds, as we're flying along, as Brian said, is just the benefit of the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, and now we'd like to give you some practical ways to deal with it, because you know what? We've all been here. Brian, Terry, and I, we've all gone through the chaos, the fear, the frustration, the confusion on a personal
1: level, Brian, why don't you share your story with us? Well, you know, Dan, uh, you know this well because we spoke during the times too. And and I went through a time of depression, but it was more like um, anxious moments. I was having panic attacks. Um, I had broken my foot and... So for some reason, I felt confined that I, I just wanted to get out and run and I couldn't. And even at the hospital, Deb was telling me, boy, you're acting strange. I was just laughing it up and having a good time because that was my, my, my defense mechanism. But I felt like arms were wrapped around me, like I was being bound and I couldn't, I couldn't get away and I just broke down. And when, when you get feelings like that, you get fear, you get confused. And that would, that happened to me completely. I, I spent more time on the phone with my mom and my sister and my cousins and my friends that that had gone through this, and they helped me out in so many ways with scripture and with prayer, and, and it's just uh, it was it was a way to get through it. But it was something that was going on in me that uh, just wasn't right, and I couldn't do anything about it. And when you can't do something yourself about it. You get anxious and you, you, you get confused. You don't know what to do next. And I was bound by that. And it just affected me in a way that I just I just sat in a chair and I cried. I just couldn't get up. I just felt like I was afraid to do anything. And I don't know what I was afraid of. The one thing I when I spoke to my mom, I said, you know, I do not know what I'm afraid of, but I'm afraid of something. And it was just you had this fear come over me. And uh, that was my personal experience of what happened. We'll talk about how to get out of it here just in a sec.
0: Right. You know, Brian, I remember us talking when you were going through that. And one thing that strikes me is I really didn't understand, but I wanted to. I wanted to be your friend and we prayed about it. But it's something sometimes that other people can't understand what's going inside of you, but that fear can grip you, can't it? It sure can. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and I'll tell you one other thing, Dan. When when you had come out to visit and we were out in the back praying out in the backyard and you were having a tough time and uh, I remember praying, saying, God, give it to me. I could handle it. And he did, but I couldn't. Hmm. I, had, I had to go yeah. back to him because I couldn't handle it on my own. But I yeah. thought I could. I thought I was a big, tough guy. I could do it, but uh, I couldn't.
0: You know, I think God has to show all of us that because we have to come to the end of our power and what we can do and totally rely on him. So that's ah, such an important point. Terry, tell us a a little bit about your experience with doubt and fear and confusion.
2: Yeah, I think about uh, what Brian's saying is you can't do it yourself. It's it's out of your control. And I, and I think back to a situation I was in, this is a number of years ago, working for a company and I was in the financial area and there was some confidential information that got leaked to the newspapers. So the company hired some detectives to do some investigative work to figure out what's going on and get to the bottom of that. And they found an individual that had given that information to the paper. And in that process, they found out that I had had a lunch with this guy. And so they were digging deeper and contacted me and literally asked me to give a lie detector test. And you talk about the (laughs) beginning of confusion and chaos. So I give this lie detector test and the results of the test Said that I, I failed the test. I wasn't telling them <laughs> the truth oh initially. Goodness. And I'm going, <laughs> y- you talk about doubt and fear and chaos and, and the, my my credibility being attacked and I didn't know what else to say. I was telling the truth. So that ended the day and of course I'm all upset and I go home and the next day they call me back in to take another
1: one. Oh, oh my goodness. So I
2: go in and take it again and I'm pretty frazzled at that point. And now they're saying, well, we're not necessarily saying you're lying, but it looks like you're not telling us everything. And in that process, I I finally went home that night and I just gave it to the Lord, said, this is out of my control. There's nothing else I can do about it. I'm just done. <laughs> the next morning, they called me to come in to talk again. And I said, nope, I'm done. That's it. I've told you everything I need to tell you, and I just had a peace that came over me by turning it over to the Lord, and it basically faded away. But that, the trauma of that has never totally gone away. So when I think about a story of chaos, that was one that was a few days in my life I could have done without. Boy, wow. Those are <laughs> some amazing stories, and we all have them.
0: Mine happened, I guess it was almost 10 years ago now, where I had sin in my life. And I seemed to think I knew how to live my life better than the Lord and didn't want to keep all His commandments. And I got so depressed and so confused over my sin that I went into a state of paranoia. Hmm. And it got so bad, I couldn't even be on the air. I've always loved cameras and studios and microphones, but I couldn't even look in the camera and talk. And I had to take myself off the air, called my boss and said I needed to get out of town. In fact, Brian, I flew out and saw you Mm -hmm. and you know uh, how I was just struggling. And I actually ended up uh, after that in a mental hospital. I I had a nervous breakdown. I I was gone and I have to confess that I even had thoughts of ending it all. I just thought uh, there was no way out of my situation. Satan had me so confused. I was I was seeing cameras. I was seeing people around every corner who were spying on me. I just got into this world that wasn't real. I, I didn't even want to leave my bedroom. I would stay in bed all day. It was the darkest hmm. time of my life, And and one day I was... I had a handful of pills. I didn't know if I was going to take them. But uh, my wife, Beth, had called our former pastor who happened to be in town. She happened to get a hold of him. She had to take Kelsey to a, an interview, and um, she was really worried about me. And this man came over, kind of talked me down. We went to my doctor. I ended up in this hospital. And you know every day they wanted me to come to these classes and talk about things. And I couldn't even talk. I lost my voice. I had no confidence. I couldn't even speak in front of eight or nine other people. I just had lost it all. And nothing at that hospital was helping me, but I had my Bible. And I kept reading, and I kept praying, and I kept coming back to Isaiah, and especially Isaiah 41.10, uh, where God says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help you, yea, I will uphold you at the right hand of my righteousness. I kept coming back to that. I kept claiming it and believing it, and I'll tell you what, one day, God broke through. I went to the administrators, and I said, I'm checking out. You're going to let me out this weekend. I called Beth. I said, come and get me on, on Friday, Uh, or Saturday, I'm getting out of here. And from that time, God just helped me to grow and grow. And then it was (laughs) uh, not too long after that, that we found out Beth had uh, stage four cancer. So God had me. I just went through the fire. It was all my doing. But uh, you talk about Satan working on me, filling me with confusion, filling me with doubt, like God can't forgive you. He can't ever use you. It's over and look what God has done, guys. We, you know, He gave us this ministry. He laid it on our hearts, and lives are getting changed. I just give all glory to God. It was only Him. It was only Him. But um, there are certain practical things that we can do, Terry. And one of the things you uh, told us really stood out. You said you reframed your situation or your thinking. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, I think one thing I use in that, In those moments is to reframe or change my perspective. And you have to do that. If you're looking through the world with dirty glasses, you see the whole world in dirty glasses. But if you clean them, you have a whole new perspective. So there's three things. I know we're running out of time. Three things real quick that I do that might help somebody from a practical standpoint. First is to ask yourself the practical question, why? Why am I thinking This way, why am I going through this chaos? And maybe there's a logical reason for it. Jesus asked the disciples in Luke, Why are you troubled? Why do you doubt? So ask yourself that. And then another practical one is looking at it from 30,000 feet. Will this matter tomorrow? Will this matter in a week or in a month or in a year? Let's put it in perspective. How really serious is this? And then the last one, which I use a lot, is I ask myself, what's the worst thing that could happen? Sometimes we blow it all up. We blow up the fear and the doubt on something that is not that big a deal. And so if we'll ask ourselves that, I think we can reframe the circumstances or create a new perspective that will help us deal with it better and allow God to step into the scene.
0: Very good advice. Reframe. Ask why. And then for me, it was meditating on God's Word was the key thing that I did. And we read in Psalm chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, that the man that is blessed, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in a season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So if you're feeling withered and you're feeling like you need that fruit in your life, meditate on God's word. When the confusion comes, go back to God's word and say, God, you promised this and I'm claiming it. That's so important. Brian, what's our next uh, piece of
1: advice? Prayer and confession. It is so important because if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's First John one nine, and it's so true. See, when we are going before the Lord, God hates sin so it's like we can't just go before him with sin wrapped around us or things that we know that we've done that we we need to confess and in proverbs 28:13 it says whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy so god's there to give us mercy And confession is really acknowledging our sin. It's really telling God, yes, we are sinners. And when we do uh, confess to him our sins, it's how we restore our broken relationship that we have with him, because that is broken when sin is involved. And it allows us to experience God's forgiveness. And that was made possible through his son, Jesus Christ, dying on the cross for us. But the Bible also gives us uh, examples. And there was Daniel and Nehemiah and and David is one prayer that I, I looked at that I think this is so appropriate as Psalms 51, 1 through 4. It was after David had his affair with Bathsheba, but it really is appropriate for everybody's life where it says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So when we confess and we can pray openly to God and he hears us, but when we confess, he forgives, he cleanses, he heals us, and he restores our joy. And I think that's the breakthrough that I had, too.
2: Now the the last thing I would share in uh Closing this thing up is that we need to be proactive, not reactive. We don't want to sit and think about, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to worry about chaos or confusion. What we need to do is go, I am going to build my faith. I am going to read my word. I am going to pray. And I am going to seek God for his peace. And if we'll do that, if we'll kind of flip the table to where our focus is on getting closer to God— getting his peace in our life, allowing our faith to build up. Then the chaos and the doubt and the fear begin to dwindle, get smaller and smaller, and God takes control.
0: Boy, that is such good (laughs) practical advice. Uh, You want to reframe the situation and what's going on in your mind and ask why and ask, Will I even remember this in a year? And and what's the worst that can happen? We want to meditate on God's word day and night. We want to just live in that word and, and stand on God's promises. And then as Brian said, prayer and confession is so important. Just confess it all. God knows it anyway. Get it out. Get it in his sight and get it right. And then be proactive, seeking God's peace and love and build up and strengthen your faith. Guys, this is great discussion, and we want to just finish strong in our lives by overcoming confusion, doubt, and fear. We need to know our enemy. It's Satan. God is not the author of this. We need to know his tactics, and we need to know that the battlefield is in the mind. But you know what? The battle is the Lord's, and you will be victorious and remember as terry mentioned earlier 1 corinthians 14:33 for god is not the author of confusion but of peace as in all churches of the saints and that is our prayer for you that through this storm through the chaos and the confusion and the fear that god will grant you peace It's been a joy being with you. We hope that you'll join us for our next edition of Finish Strong because we can see the finish line. It's in sight, and the battle is the Lord's, and he has already won it. So claim that victory. Hold on to that today. Thanks for joining us. God bless. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.